0: You're listening to episode 48. I'm Jules, and I'm CC. Guess what we're talking about today? I don't know, but I'm scared. Are you spooked out? Are you like kind of spooked? I am a little bit like ooh, because like
1: I I don't know. You thought this was gonna go in with our last episode, if you didn't listen to it yet. I touched on the other's theory and you said it's going to kind of go in with the other's theory. And now I'm this
0: this could be like it could be something like that. It could be paranormal. It could be cryptid. It could be a weirdy human. It is. The others is all of the above. I know this is. Well, not a weirdy human. Moon eyed people.
1: Yeah, this scares me because this feels like it's going to sound like the Black Eyed Children. Is that what's going to happen to me? So, I do want to talk
0: to you a little bit about like, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about Moon Eyed People. I didn't realize like how close Moon Eyed People are to my life. To your life? Because I do frequent, yes, I do frequent the area where they were once upon a time. What? Mm Mm-hmm true story, bro. Are you bro? telling
1: me that is this going to be a place where you think we need to move yeah, eventually? And now sorry, you're telling man. me the Moonides are there?
0: Okay. Well, all right. So oh, I'm, I hate this. I'm going to okay. read something to you from uh, Billy Ray Palmer of the Cherokee County Historical Museum. And so not to be confused with Billy Ray Cyrus. Not Billy Ray Cyrus and not the Palmer guy from your last The one you talked about in the last episode. Because I was like, whoa. Okay, not that Palmer, Palmer, a different different one. one. Okay, got it, It got it. Billy Ray. Okay, so he said, when the Cherokees moved in here to the Southern Appalachian Mountains around 1100 A.D., in their myths and legends, they say that a race of people were already there. They were short, white, fat, and blue-eyed. They would come out at night. So the Cherokee called them... The Moon-Eyed People. So they were basically Mm. like, they described them as a race of people, like a different race, not even really human. Uh, They were pale-skinned humanoids with bearded faces and large blue eyes. They were short.
1: Doesn't that sound like, like, do you remember when I did the Life After Lives one? And somebody said they rem- they remembered
0: being in like a short yeah, like and I brought this up at that moment. Yeah, I think they were I like brought super this up. white. Okay, and they said they were short. Yeah, and they had yes. small little round bodies, like three feet tall. Okay. yeah, I know, creepy. Ooh. They're like weird little dudes. They're little creepers. Um, I no offense to you if you are a short, round, flat-faced, round three-foot person. I'm sure you're lovely.
1: Well, I think there's like a difference between the lovely human beings and these weird little moon eyed people that are different than lovely. They could be
0: or it could just be a miscommunication. Like I'm going to talk about some of the things that it could have been like people talking about it. So, like this legend is saying, you know, they're a completely different race of people. Rather than supernatural beings that are fairly common like in Cherokee mythology. Like they really do, I guess, think. I can't. Okay, first of all, this is weird shit that my mom reads on the internet. Okay, can we just put that out there right now? Mm-hmm. I'm not an expert.
1: I'm just conceptualizing them as like little I don't elves know, or like... something. Like
0: well, basically, they were said to have like they lived... In caves, right? So, and this is in the Western North Carolina area, predating English and Spanish settlers. They said that they have that really light hair, flaxen haired, bearded with skin that's super, super fair, blue eyes that are super, super pale, like so pale that they can't tolerate the, the daylight. Do you ever remember? Like, this reminds me of the old movie, The Time Machine. And they had that character named Weena. Did anyone remember this? I don't know okay, that? Okay, like one. there's Weena, and then like me and our brother used to always Ooh. call them the Weena eating monsters. Weena, and then like, like the Moon eyed people are kind of like the underground <laughs> oh. guys, like the Morlocks, except for the Mor- Morlocks were like really gross, and I think they were like blue monsters, and they had like monster man titties. So it's really not the same thing at all. I digress. Okay. But either way, I was like, "Oh my God!" There's so okay. much like the Morlocks, and if you don't know what that is, I guess just look it up. It's called the time machine because I think everyone needs to watch that movie. Is it
1: like a Morlock spelled like Warlock? Yeah,
0: like M O R L O C K S. Like you should just look that shit up. Morlocks. Oh, they're really I'm just doing gross. It right now. Oh, they and are. They ate these like. Oh, yeah. I don't like, like how they look. They had all these people in this there is kinda like that what were I called was thinking. Eloys, I think. And the Eloys were like super, super blonde people that they raised like cattle and they just like kept them underground so that they could eat them.
1: Oh, OK. I see that. Like, do you want to like one of the pictures here? Mm-hmm. And it's not the one that's like the actual thing, but like one of the depictions that shows up here it says like it says 20 lost civilizations but it looks like the like the grandfather like vampire on what we do in the shadows oh one of the depictions the grandfather of that. are you like, talking like about the, 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 baron? the very first yeah the no not the baron the other one the one that the baron ends up with remember mm. he was like locked in a room at the vampire place and then he got out and then like he like gets married to the baron afterward
0: Oh, like they were gay,
1: right? It doesn't matter. We're spending too much time on it. Never mind. I thought you knew what I was talking about, but you don't. Just keep going. But yeah, those guys
0: are creepers. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. Those more locks. Do you see what I'm talking about? They're really gross. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so nobody really knows for certain how they came to be in America, but basically like there's all this lore around them that ties them to these man-made stone structures. And I actually thought about not doing this. Until I was there at the place because I realized that there's some yeah. place up north that we frequent near, it's like above Atlanta. And I realized like, oh my gosh, we go here all the time. And I've never gone. Crazy. I know. So basically a lot of these stone structures are like, um, they're walls. They're stone walls that are kind of like zigging and zagging all over the place. Um, near Fort Mountain, Georgia, uh-huh. and also near Murphy, North Carolina, which is right near the border between Georgia and, uh, and North Carolina. So these statues are actually quite adorable. They are pretty adorable. So like they're not what I was thinking. There's there's a couple of different native legends that are out there about the Moon-Eyed people some of the versions say that they fled to the West and they were trying to escape war with the Creek Indians. And then one story mentions that they couldn't go East because they were afraid of running into the great leech in Peachtree Creek. I don't know what the great leech is, but I'm imagining like a very large leech, like kind of like squish walking at me. And that's enough to make me be like, Ugh. I wouldn't go there either, mooned people. I wouldn't do it. No, I, I would stay away from this especially if I was tiny. They would suck all your blood. Right. Okay. There's some other versions of the legend that suggest that the Cherokee, that they were running away from the Cherokee. So they fled from the Hiawassee area of North Carolina and North Georgia, and they were headed towards the Smoky Mountains in the little Tennessee river so some people even say that they still reside there and that they're just hidden from view today those little fuckers could be living in the ground so they're not in Georgia anymore though they're
1: in Tennessee
0: I don't know I don't know
1: anyway Uh, I wish how come you don't know these things are you just trying to be like me
0: Yeah, okay. (laughs) I was just trying to be a dick. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, I'm trying to be a dick. You know I'm not really worried about it. (laughs) No, I am. Because, like, what if if I moved to Georgia? What if you did? Anyway. All right. In his book, 1823... Or just kidding. (laughs) In his 18... What? (laughs) Can you just take that part out? Because, like, okay, this guy named John Hayward... And he wrote a book in 1823 and the book was called, not 1823, the book was called The Natural and Aboriginal History of Tennessee. And it describes um, a Cherokee encounter with the white people on the Little Tennessee River. So maybe this is like after they ran away in that one direction. Same. Okay. He also describes the various weapons that they had. And when he's talking about it, he's describing weapons like axes and guns. So this actually, some people think, could be just simply the Cherokee way back then of trying to to describe what white settlers were. Like maybe they... Were they tiny, though? Maybe they just thought they were like little weird people. I mean, like... Maybe the Cherokee were tall and the settlers were tiny. I don't know. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I could see how they would be like, well, you guys are very pale because you're we very were. pale and weird looking. I say that as a white person. Right. Yeah. But. OK. Now, yeah, maybe. So according to Haywood, the guy that, that wrote that, um, the Moon-Eyed people fled west from the little Tennessee River leaving western Tennessee and Kentucky for good. So I've also heard some of these like Kentucky, I want to say that they pronounce it like Kentucky or something like that. It's kind of crazy like the history behind Kentucky. I think that there's some that say that you should never inhabit Kentucky because it's like forbidden. But, like
1: Native Americans say that you should never inhabit yeah. Kentucky.
0: Yeah, there was something about that. <laughs> wow. There was something okay. about that and it had something to do with these moon eyed people and like they were like, Yeah, we like we took their we took this land from the little moon eyed people and now it's cursed by them. Like they're ghosts. But then other people were like, Yeah, I think you guys are somebody's just making up that they said that because they're trying to make it sound like the white people were here before and they just weren't. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Like there's a lot of debate about this whole thing. So we'll talk about like some of the things that people think. They there is because
1: I just tried to Google it and it was it got
0: got tricky. Right, like, Things are tricky and weird. <laughs> okay. So Moonite yeah. people were also said to have lived north of the Hiawassee River. Is anyone paying attention to what this looks like on the map? All I can tell you is that basically you know this that is not. near blue ridge georgia and the Notley river in blairsville georgia which i have totally camped in blairsville so actually yeah. when we were camping in blairsville the place we were staying had this really creepy like we realized on like day two or three that they had like an underground bunker and that they're <laughs> There was, like, a weird-ass entrance to this underground bunker, and it was literally, like, a 100 yards from where we were camping.
1: Is that when you had other people that were, like, in the campsite?
0: No, that was a completely different place. No. Oh. Different one. Okay. That one, I was like, is this man a serial killer? Was he going to put us in that bunker? And then we left.
1: Yeah, good call.
0: Yeah. Anyway. Um, two separate accounts by members of the Cherokee tribe describe the Hiawassee little people who were very small and perfectly white-skinned. And like I said, this area also includes that, that border area between North Carolina and Georgia, and it's in this place called Murphy And they think that Murphy, North Carolina, that's just over the border, is likely where the Moon-Eyed people had made their primary home. So, the 147-mile river was basically, like, what supplied them, they think, with the food and water. While the surrounding Blue Ridge Mountains offered them plenty of spaces for shelter from the light. Because if they really couldn't see... During the day, they needed to only come out at night, right? And do, like, everything at night, according to the Cherokee. Yeah. Okay. It wasn't until their battles with the Creek tribe began that they were forced to leave the area. So it seems like they're kind of, like, getting attacked from all over the place, these little dudes that just come out at night. And they're running away from the Hiawassee River into a more remote area of the wilderness, so, let's talk a little bit about so some people like to talk about that perhaps these could actually just be white settlers, right? So, the earliest English settlements mm-hmm. recorded were in 1587 in Roanoke. Have you heard about Roanoke? Like where they all just went missing? Yes. I Oh, okay, maybe I don't know that. I was just like Roanoke is a place. <laughs> <Are you laughs> that's, kidding that's what me? I knew about it. In okay. Virginia. So, like, uh, Roanoke in North Carolina. So, they they actually, like, I wanted to kind of do an episode on this, but really there's not a lot to tell other than, like, they, they went there. They made a settlement. Dude had to go. The head dude had to go back to England for a minute. He went back. And when he came back, everybody was fucking gone. <laughs> like, oh, they just disappeared? Yeah, there was, like... Everything was destroyed. It was gone. And there was like, I think, like one little cabin. And there was like written on a tree said Croatoan. Cro- I might have made that part up. Croatoan. Okay, <laughs> okay whatever. And they just, it's like a, bit, a big old mystery. Okay. You know, other early settlements were like 1607, Jamestown. So, well before this. We all kind of know about, you know, Christopher Columbus. Everyone wants to talk about that, Um, you know, in 14... What is it? 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. Yeah. So, a lot of people say it was back in the 1400s there. But earlier than this, now this came from that Billy Ray Palmer guy again. He says, in the early 1400s or earlier... Before Columbus started his voyages, there were 14 ships that left Wales, England. They were lost at sea. They were never heard, and then they were never heard from them. A lot of speculation is that they made it to the New World and colonized because in 1803, when Thomas Jefferson set the Indian policy for the United States, he referred to these in the removal as Welsh Indians. But were they, like, three feet tall? Like, that's the part
1: that's interesting.
0: No. That's the part that, like, it doesn't make any sense. The whole, like, three feet tall thing. And I'm going to put some other things in this that don't make sense either. But let's just talk about this theory. So they got this theory going that perhaps these people could have been, they could have belonged to the Welsh prince, Maddox. Okay. So it's also well known that Viking explorers reached parts of the east coast of Canada around 1100 mm-hmm. AD and that Icelandic Leif Erikson Vinland Leif Erikson's Vinland may have been in an area that is now part of the United States. So okay. there's other people that might be like well, maybe they were like little tiny Vikings, but that doesn't make sense either. I because- don't none of
1: this makes a lot of sense no they were the others yeah
0: they're the others totally the others anyway but let's talk a little bit about this this prince right that that could have possibly brought people over some welshmen what happened here is that they ended up coming in the 15th century. So, there's a Welsh poem of the 15th century that tells how Prince Maddox sailed away in 10 ships and discovered America. The account of the discovery of America by this Welsh prince, you know, whether it's truth or myth or whatever, actually, uh, Queen Elizabeth I used this story as evidence to the British claim that America had been discovered, and she used this during the territorial struggles that she had with Spain. So, who okay. was this Welsh prince? Let's talk about him. Owain Gwynedd, king of Gwynedd in the 12th century, had 19 children, only six of whom were legitimate. Maddock, or spelled as Madog, it looks like Mad Dog actually but Maddox was one of his Madoc. illegitimate sons. So we have like a billion flings. He's okay, so master. he's a bastard prince. And he was born at Dolwithelin. Castle, Dolwithelen. It's Dolwithelin okay. Castle in the Castle. The Letter Valley between Bedisoid and Blaynau Festinyao.
1: <laughs> I like how like nobody's gonna know what you mean by any of these things because it's just like a bunch just of like it's just, like you're just like making sounds. syllables up and putting them together. Oh, <laughs> weowayjo.
0: That <laughs> is rude. You shouldn't what? do that. These are real that? people. Okay. He was born in a place Wales, at Dole Whip Castle. And that okay. was their language. And you're making fun of it. Just stop.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that you had it completely, totally right
0: there. You're right. I bet I did. Okay. Okay. On the- <laughs> When the king died in 1169, <laughs> the brothers fought amongst themselves for the right to rule Gwyneth. It's spelled like Gwynedd, but when I looked it up, it was like Gwyneth. Wanna. that's oh, okay. what they said and Maddock, he was like a peaceful brave dude and he was totally up for adventure that's what he liked to do he liked to adventure okay. so in 1170 um, he took off with his brother whose name is Ryrid <laughs> his name is Ryrid <laughs> it sounds like a Scooby Doo sound I'm sorry it's like <laughs> His brother, Ryrid. <laughs> so they sailed from From Carrick gwinnem on the North Wales coast, okay. which is now Rosson Sea in two ships. Um, the ships were named the gorn Gwynant and the Pager-Sant. They sailed west, and it's said that they landed basically in what is now Mobile, Alabama. Which is in the Gulf of Mexico. Okay. Like at the top
1: there. That's where my dog's from. Oh yeah.
0: Okay. So supposedly so Prince Born okay, sorry. Prince Mad Dog. He went back to Wales with a bunch of exciting adventure stories. And then he like convinced a bunch yeah. of people to come back with him. And they sailed from Lundy Island in eleven seventy-one. But they were never heard again. But really, they were like, woo! Off into the sunset because they were like sailing back across the United States suppo- or back to the United States supposedly where they had left some people. Okay? Yeah. So supposedly they were back there in Mobile Bay in Alabama. And then they traveled up the Alabama River as a Bamer. Which... There are are like there's several stone forts. And the local Cherokee tribes said that they were constructed by white people, quote unquote white people, because they were said that they were in the style of the old Welsh forts. Now, when they talk about these like the old Welsh forts. Okay. One of the podcasts was talking about something like that some of these little walls and stuff that were in these forts had something that were kind of like... They called them doll windows. Basically, these little doll windows were used to like shoot at people through. I mean, it sounds very cutesy and nice, but it's not. Oh, okay. So it wasn't wasn't, like a cute thing. Yeah. These structures... Yeah, like a little, like a little, it's like a hole. little gun hole. Okay. The structures that they found um, have been dated to several hundred years before the arrival of Columbus. And it's said they're very similar to the design of the Doll Wendelin. I think I did that one right. The Doll Wendelin Castle in North Wales. So, do these things still exist? Anyway. Yeah, you can, like, go and visit them. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to travel to where Fort Mountain, Georgia is, where these actual walls are. I wanted to travel there and stay there and then record from there. But I didn't. That's cool. Okay. So we should definitely go see that. Yeah, and, like, see if we can find some little people.
1: (laughs) Okay. I don't want to see them. All right, so... (laughs)
0: You don't? What would you do? What would you do do if we were like, literally shit my pants?
1: And then. Like, we would have to go out at night. Oh my god. See, this is all just very scary.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's not even ghosts. Or, like, what if it's the ghosts? The (laughs) ghosts? Now I'm. Oh man. What if it was the ghosts of the little guys? The little moon eyed people?
1: Yeah, like what if there's tiny ghosts that are coming to get us?
0: What then? they could? What then? Oh my God. What then? Okay, what so then? earlier, <laughs> okay, early explorers and pioneers, they did find evidence of possible Welsh influence among the native tribes of America along the Tennessee and Missouri rivers. So, I'm thinking, I don't really know what to believe here. But in the 18th century, so like in the 18th century, there was one tribe around there that wasn't like the others. And this tribe was called Okay, they were the Mandans. I honestly tried to do a bunch of looking into this actual tribe because I feel like some things that I found about them supported what I'm about to read here. And some of some of it just didn't didn't line up and I'm like, I don't get it. Okay. So okay, the Mandans were described as a tribe of white men with forts, towns and permanent villages laid out in streets and squares. Almost as if they laid out their they laid out their, uh, you know, they, they weren't nomadic. They actually like built permanent places.
1: Yeah, that sounds suspicious to me. And they really like farming farming
0: and stuff. (laughs) So that does sound awfully suspicious. There's this dude named George Catlin. Um, In the 19th century, so in the 1800s, he was a painter and he spent eight years living among various native tribes in America, including the Mandans. Um, And he declared that he had uncovered the descendants of Prince Maddox expedition, basically. He was like, found him. ching Interesting. He (laughs) speculated that the Welshman had lived among the Mandans for generations at this point. Because if you're thinking about it, like how far back Maddox was, I mean, like that's like the 1100s. That's a long ass time ago.
1: Yeah, but the most important part is, were these people three feet tall?
0: No, they well, weren't. But, like, what if they were little back then? Like, people get
1: bigger over time. I don't think people were three feet tall back then. Like, unless it was, like, a crew of little people, which, I mean, is possible, but I don't, I think they would have mentioned it. I you know, they like, mentioned that as well. I don't think that that's probably what
0: happened. Right, right. Okay, so he thought that that, you know, like for generations that they had just intermarried until the two cultures basically became indistinguishable. They just kind of like became each other. Some later investigators supported this theory and they said that the Welsh and Mandan languages are so similar that the Mandans easily responded when spoken to in Welsh. Like, they actually were like, hey, we can use these Welsh people as an interpreter. So, the Welsh language, yeah, like, the original Welsh language, I guess, is Celtic. So, it's like a... Oh, okay. I, I did some research, like, on the Welsh people because I was like, okay, well, are they super blonde? Because I didn't think that they were. And I found some interesting things about the folks that went that are in Wales or like where they came from and I guess it's like a mix of like Celtic Irish who would speak Gaelic and then also I believe northern Mm -hmm. Spain so something happened there in history where those two groups of people kind of came about and the Welsh heritage like the actual ethnicity it was pretty well guarded because basically they're saying that like people that lived up in that in those mountains like the mountains kind of pr- made it more difficult for people to uh, you know spread their seed <laughs> farther than beyond the mountains. So pretty much like yeah, yeah like they were like like I'm to a local gal because I can't find a woman outside of my area unless I hike across these treacherous mountains. So well, I think the Welsh culture is like a very like proud culture. I would imagine so. I don't
1: it's very I think it's a little bit more like communal than
0: it sounds like you know some things. I don't know.
1: Anyway. I
0: think I just learned that from watching The Crown. Oh, keep going. Okay. (laughs) Well, there's that. So the other thing about it is that like I looked it up because I'm like, do they have super blonde hair? Do they have super blue eyes? Because that's what people like to talk about in this. But no. Like they really don't. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about either um I saw that it's either like generally really dark haired people or ginger colored, which makes sense if they're like Irish or Yeah, I think
1: Spanish. These Mandan people are the Welsh, but I don't think it's that okay. they're the well people. I think there's
0: a two different groups. Two different complete things that happen. But um, the Welsh do have, like, they do have folks that are green-eyed and blue-eyed. So they do have that, which led me down, like, a complete other rabbit hole. Because then I started looking at, like, where did blue eyes come from? Blah, 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 blah. And why do people have blue eyes? Apparently, blue eyes are just, like, a mutation as are green eyes. Because the original people, I guess everybody had brown eyes. Y'all are a bunch Mm -hmm. of mutants. You're not a mutant. (laughs) I am a mutant. My kids are super mutants. Anyway.
1: I am like a rarity, I think.
0: Because of your eye color?
1: Well, because my eyes are like more amber colored than brown. Yeah. And that's not normal. I learned recently. Yeah
0: yeah that is not normal but anyway keep going i learned a lot of things about eyeballs <laughs> that's oh, cool okay yeah. these people don't care all right anyway <laughs> they really don't care what i do care about is that from what i looked at on this like i just don't think that those little people came from being welsh because yeah. that it just doesn't make sense to me because number one they're teeny so what would they do this one guy was like maybe if they had really light skin and they weren't used to the hotness of south in america that they would only come on at night because they would get sunburns that's what the guy said Um, no i don't think that's how that works sir i'm pretty sure that they had sun in wales Yeah, this is an others category in my mind. This is an others category. These were aliens. Anyway, I also have to tell you that they started talking about like albino, right? They're like, was this a group of people where there was like a high degree of albinism is what they would call it. Oh, actually, I do want to tell you some other stuff, though. It turns out my notes want to tell you some other things. So before I talk okay. about albinos, <laughs> um, <laughs> it turns out I want to tell you about the Mandans that instead of canoes, the Mandans fished from coracles. Coracles are an ancient type of boat that are still found in Wales today. So I'm not saying that the yeah, Welsh people did are. not end up intermingling with the Native Americans and, like, becoming one. Uh, it's also observed that unlike members of other tribes, these people grew white-haired with age. What? Not everybody grows white-haired with age. I don't hmm. know about that. Um, additionally. Maybe they were more gray oh, than be, white guess. with the others. Um, other in 1790- 1799 like like the okay yes what would you like to tell us about gray hair i was just
1: thinking that the the indigenous people probably had gray hair and then the ones that were from wales had white hair it's like that's all is your hair turning gray um when i do get little tiny pieces of gray hair which is not much they are actually like straight white
0: mine too and various eyebrows yeah i don't have a lot (laughs) i don't have a lot but like i found a new one today i just i I think we're gonna be all right for a while yeah i just we're getting a lot of hints about
1: how we look in this episode
0: (laughs) (laughs) i could be lying to you all all lies what we look we're totally
1: super gray haired and we have we have straight brown eyes I'm Nothing really, else. really old
0: and decrepit. <laughs> all right, keep going. All right, all right. In 1799, uh, Governor John Sevier of Tennessee. Have you ever been to Sevier, Tennessee? Mm-hmm. No, I don't think so. I have. Okay, I
1: feel like I'd remember that one.
0: Um, it's near Gallenberg. Uh, let's see here. He wrote a report. And he mentioned that he casually mentioned that he discovered six skeletons that were encased in brass armor that were bearing the Welsh coat of arms. If you did make this discovery, sir. Were they tiny? Number one, were they tiny? Number two, where are they now? How come you didn't keep the skeletons in the tiny brass armor? just saying. Lewis and Clark also encountered these so-called Welsh Indians. Um they encountered them at the mouth of the Mississippi River and into the Appalachian Mountains during their explorations. That's what that Palmer guy said. Yeah. Yeah. And I just want to also mention that like when we talk about like the Appalachian Mountains, I say Appalachian But also sometimes they say Appalachian Mm -hmm. because the doc grew up near the Appalachian, Appalachian mountains. And some of the people around there say Appalachian, but like he always said Appalachian. Oh, interesting.
1: What I do want to know. So are there like still like people of the Mandan tribe around now? And do they have an opinion on whether they could be Welsh people?
0: No, not really. I think they all got like smallpox or something.
1: I think that, that oh. something
0: bad happened to them. Like, a lot of bad things happened to them, and I feel sad about it. I know, but like a whole tribe? I must I, not have been I bringing I guess, any of like, like, I don't think that I wrote that part down. But I did read something that I thought no, they I got like. I think that small they're still here,
1: and they're in North Dakota.
0: North Dakota. Yeah, about
1: half of the Mandan still reside in the area of the reservation. The rest reside in the United States and in Canada. They're still around.
0: I just wanted you to be able to tell that part.
1: Okay, I'm just gonna like read a little bit of Wikipedia before we sound terrible. No, okay, okay, so, okay. You know, this sounds good. Uh, the Mandan are a Native American tribe of the Great Plains who have lived for centuries, primarily in what is now North Dakota. I was gonna say it sounded familiar to me they're enrolled in the three affiliated tribes of Fort Berthold Reservation about half of the Mandan still reside in the area of the reservation the rest reside around the United States and in Canada they historically lived on the banks of the upper Missouri River and two of its tributaries the Heart and Knife Rivers in mm. present-day North and South Dakota speakers of Mandan a Siouan language I'm guessing like Sioux mm. you know like they developed a s- A settled agrarian culture, so settled. With
0: agriculture.
1: Permanent village featuring large, round earth lodges, some 40 feet in diameter, surrounding Central Plaza. Matrilineal families lived in the lodges. They were a great trading nation, trading especially their large corn surpluses with tribes in exchange for bison meat, or bison meat, I think it is, and fat. Food was the primary item, but they also traded horses, guns, and other trade goods.
0: Did so you say they're really bison meat?
1: Still. But I would just be really curious. It's from bison. Bison meat, yes. I know, like when you talk to people from North Dakota, because that's the the uh, mascot for their mm-hmm. college in North Dakota. If you say bison, oh, is that like something stupid that is people from Wisconsin? Everybody I work with went, yeah. Yeah, Yes, I think you say bison, Mm. like they will
0: correct you. Okay, well, I also read that that article that you just read, and I was just confused about Mm. why they were stating in these moon-eyed people articles that they were from further south. Unless they, like, worked their way up north.
1: Yeah. Well, it's saying that their language closely related to the language of the Ho-Chunk, which we, we are familiar with And what here, does that have to do with the Welsh um, people? Where we live, actually. Well, that's why I, I'm, I don't know. Like, I'm just kind of like, they said that they may have lived in Wisconsin at some point. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm no. not seeing anything having I to do with just, Welsh I just I don't here. know about
0: this whole thing.
1: So, well, I have a feeling that they would yeah. have like some thoughts on it so. if you were in that anyway. tribe. Anyway. So, if you're in that tribe and you don't hate us after listening to all of this, right. please let us or know if what you think about that. If you're a descendant I of, would of the like Moon to
0: hear it. people, please don't be afraid to tell us. I bet or you're that. Cute. Yeah. Most of the stone structures that are credited to the Moon Eyes were natural stone croppings that were reinforced by man-made additions um, or constructed walls and other fortified places. There is that one that I was talking about in Fort Mountain State Park in Georgia. It is 850 feet of stone wall and it varies from two feet to six feet tall. That's what it says in here, but I've actually read that it varies from two to ten feet tall like i read someplace else um a very different stone structure connected to the moon eyed people sits in the museum in murphy north carolina so we're totally gonna go there at some point in 1841 while this dude felix axley was clearing his settlement he pulled out that little statue the one that you saw you said you said it was a cute statue it's carved of soapstone yeah. and talc, and he pulled it out of the river. Yeah. And it looks like these two flat-faced little dudes that are, like, standing side by side, like, connected to each other. So, Felix actually bought six acres, but yeah, he wanted cute. his really. boundary at the confines of the river. So, he was digging up the ground to plant it, and he unearthed that little little dude. And now that statue is on display. And... The Murphy, North Carolina Museum. And like there's been other artifacts that were found in the area, but it's really hard for them to differentiate which culture they actually belong to. Like, are they Cherokee? Are they Moon-eyed people? Were Moon-eyed people even real? That is something that we must ask ourselves. Yeah, we're never really going to know unless we see their ghosts or them. Right, right. So, I mean, there's those different stories about what happened to them, that they were driven out. Apparently, they, the story is, you know, that they attacked them at night, and, and that's what they were doing. So, are they aliens, or oh, they could, could they also be albino? So, some people say that, like, there are some connections here, like, if you're connecting north america to south america there are different tribes that have happened within different areas of the americas so is it possible that one of these tribes that had a high rate of albinism or the albinos is it possible that they had a whole tribe where they just lived underground and it was easier for them to just function living underground yeah And living that way so uh, a lot of people have connected them with the Guna tribe that is in Panama like currently and the rate of albinism within the Guna population is among the highest in the whole world and this is something that is like it is hereditary so let's say that you had a group of people and They were uh, procreating with each other, you know, like you could get that higher, higher rate, you would think. And then if you're conditioned to be underground, maybe that's something that happened with that. So albinism, or if someone is albino, is characterized by the partial or complete absence of pigment in the skin, hair, and eyes. Experts say that the rate of people living with albinism in the Guna population is among the highest in the world, with roughly one in 150 people having the condition. So if we were to kind of use a multiplier on that and kind of compare it to like the rate in the United States, mm-hmm. it is, let's see, by comparison, the rates of the United States in Mali, a West African nation where the condition is particularly prevalent, it's one in every 18,000 people. And then that one African tribe, it is one in every 1,000 people. So, in other words, like it can be more prevalent. Okay. And then I just wanted to kind of cap this off by putting a call out there to anyone that might know. I listened to this to this one um this one podcast about this and the guy referenced when he was a kid growing up in the 60s that he lived kind of I think he said he lived near this area where they are and he talked about a story about an albino family and his mom I guess asked him suddenly out of nowhere was like hey do you remember that that beautiful albino family that was in the area when we grew up. And he said that this family, the entire family was super tall. Like the men were in the family, like the father and the sons were like six, four, six, five. The women in the family, the mother and daughter were like six feet tall. Yeah. They all had like white, white hair okay like perfectly white hair like perfect white skin and that mm-hmm. they were like very very beautiful people and then they had these like super super clear blue eyes he's like knowing what i know now i don't really feel like they were albino he's it like, because they had blue eyes anyway he said that this family would like walk around together and that they were always like super, super well-dressed. Yeah. They kind of kept to themselves. He's like, knowing what I know now like, he's like, what are the odds of like somebody with super white hair, white skin, super blue eyes meeting another super tall person that has the exact same characteristics on them. He's like, it's just, it's really freaking weird. And so he was like, Thinks maybe they were aliens. So (laughs) if you know those people, it could be the others. Yeah, they could be. No, (laughs)
1: I'm just saying, could be the others. But a lot of times people just find mates that look kind of similar to them. So maybe like somewhere in the world, they were like that person. My thought was
0: like maybe they were just like Swedish.
1: (laughs) And they found each other. Yeah, that could be too. Right, they're just beautiful Swedish
0: People, they're Norskis. I don't know, yeah, something like that. It's not, anyway, unheard of. So, what do you think? This was a pretty short, pretty short and sweet episode about the moon eyed people. What do you think they are? Yeah, I
1: just, I mean, I, I like if they were really actually tiny people, like, I don't think that any of these things explain them. Like it has to be something different. That one guy in the 1799 said that he found possible bodies, but like where are they? Yeah. Where's the rest of them? Kind of thing. You know, like if they're there, I feel like they're they're in the others category. Cause I don't know. I do want to hear like like I'm curious and maybe I'll do some more research on this, but I am just curious, like the, the Mandan thing is interesting to me. I'm just curious like what like if anybody in that tribe has like what they have to say about it. Like know. what they believe about themselves and where they come from. Because I feel like they're probably they probably would have passed something along. I guess it's a really long time though to like think back to the eleven hundreds. But um but if you but think, that's think really about it interesting like interesting if... as well to me. Just in general. I don't think they're one and the same. That's for sure. I don't think they are I... the same thing.
0: I also don't think that that the Cherokee legends are being given I, – I just don't – I think that they're misrepresented as well. Like, I think that there's a lot of culture that's there and stories that are passed down that we can't just find on the internet.
1: Oh, for sure not. And yeah, so maybe if you –
0: if you know stories of the Moon-Eyed people that we
1: don't know that's the I would other like thing to hear
0: those too. the mandan tribe they were saying that there were a variety of hair colors and eye colors that were within that tribe if that's the case like yeah. how come it's not i don't know you, i just feel like like maybe maybe they would talk about it more but maybe they want to keep it more of a private matter too to their, yeah, I don't know. To their history. It's interesting. But
1: yeah, because I mean, like, it might be. I mean, people just might be trying to say that the white people were here earlier than they were too. You know, like it could be part of it as well.
0: Yeah, it doesn't like feel as great. It yeah. That's exactly why it feels yucky. Yeah, that's exactly why it feels yucky. Cause I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I did somebody just make up these little moon-eyed people so that they could say that white people were here first? Cause you're or saying that some of these hard. tribes
1: were Welsh when maybe they weren't or something. Some of those structures, though, but- I mean, would be
0: anyway. Yeah, it it's a big old mystery, and I highly doubt that we're ever gonna have the answers to it. But it is a fun, it is a fun little yeah. interesting creepy
1: thing to talk about i did just find an article on Mm languagegeek.com and this article is saying that welsh has 21 consonant sounds but mandan has um, at most 11 so like the welsh is indo-european and mandan belongs to the suen family so this one is saying that no way they're they're saying that that's not correct so i'm wondering if it could be white propaganda (laughs) i don't know um it kind of sounds like it might be yeah like somebody's like i don't like this um and they're just like comparing some things that are kind of going over my head but that's just something i found really quickly yeah so there's only one word in common and it's the word for house
0: watch it will like do our 23 and me we should look at it and then all of a sudden it's like you are five percent moon eyed person <laughs> <laughs> suddenly it shows up and it says yeah that we are the yeah yeah i don't think i'm a moon eyed person i have none of their characteristics yeah Not i that have there's zero that.
1: characteristics yeah Anyway. I have dark hair and hazel, not hazel, I have amber eyeballs. Are my eyeballs Stop amber? telling everybody what you look like. I know, but am I amber colored? Is that what color my eyes are? Yeah. That's what I thought. I believe And so. I was just reading that it was like rare the other day and I was like, whoa, I got that. You got that. When I usually think that my eyes are brown. Yeah, but I don't I'll think that there's a category
0: it. for that on your driver's license.
1: No, nah, I don't think so either, but no. good luck, guys. Find a hazel-eyed person that sounds like me out in the world. Go for it. Good luck. People are going to find me someday. Okay. I don't think anybody <laughs> cares that much. Nobody cares <laughs> who we really are. We who you. We I are. <laughs> Probably not. Okay. That's, is that everything? Is that all, we, all we've got?
0: Yeah, that's it. That's what I got. Um don't make don't be so sad that's it that's it all right well that's cool i think thanks for recording
1: episodes yeah. with me let's wrap it let's up let's wrap it all. thanks for listening my friends <laughs> goodbye friends all right goodbye Goodbye. goodbye.